Hello, and welcome to Inside the HR Office, an Employers Resource Association podcast, where every episode, ERA leaders get together with experts around the human resources industry to talk about hot topics in the space. Let's listen in. Welcome back to Recruiting Reimagined with Amanda Mosteller and Lori Hall. We return as Amanda and Lori discuss the importance of corporate culture in recruiting and continue as Lori gives additional strategies for how to improve your recruiting today. Well, and you're touching on something I know I've heard a lot about uh, anecdotally while I'm doing interviewing trainings with organizations right now is, is they're talking about people have, like those that are actively seeking um, or the passive that we reached out to you and you accepted and we don't know how interested you are, but you're mentioning things that fall under culture for me in terms of what's it like to work there and, and the flexibility it speaks to your corporate culture and um, and even going out and looking at company LinkedIn's and YouTube channels for any day in the life of this type of job role videos. And it's, it's such an interesting field, I think, in, in how it's changed over the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. In the Absolutely. Way yeah. You mentioned um, what I was talking about um, before was that it's now it's now that the workers are interviewing the companies just mm-hmm. as much as companies are interviewing workers. And even though that's been my advice in the past as a career counselor, that um, interviewees should be interviewing the company for good fit as well. Uh, I think that because job seekers have the upper hand, they can be a little bit more demanding and, and that they are, in fact, you know, they are looking for not only some of the things that we talked about a minute ago, but they're demanding more pay. Mm -hmm. And so we know that that uh, is a trend in the market right now too. Uh, And if not more pay, then they're looking for those sign-on bonuses or other monetary incentives for coming on board. However, we also know that it wasn't just higher pay that uh, most job seekers are looking for, but 20% of um, job seekers said that they would go for the same pay as long as they had some of those other things we were talking about, more mm-hmm. flexibility, work from home opportunities, more opportunities for advancement, um, the, the chance to change careers. Yeah. So those are a lot of the, the big, intangibles that job seekers are looking for as well and they're getting them because they can demand it yeah say it's their market right now you know right right which really really leads to my next question because it is such a job seeker market and there are all these things that some businesses might struggle to be able to provide and maybe not, maybe it's something that they're getting creative, but what are you feeling are those biggest challenges in recruiting right now? And how are you consulting organizations to overcome them? Well, so lots of challenges in recruiting. Um, The number one challenge though, I've seen this anecdotally and I've also seen it in the research is simply finding qualified candidates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just can't find you know, one, <laughs> one candidate that's out there. Um, so in one study, 87% of HR professionals reported finding few or no qualified applicants. 
And uh, I had a, a meeting with one of our clients the other day, one of our member clients the other day, who said they generally get around 200 resumes for a specific job title. And that, you know, generally they can find the cream of the crop in there. Mm -hmm. uh, they have no problem uh, choosing from the top candidates um, in order to, to fill those roles. And what they said the other day was that they are getting maybe 20 oh, wow. resumes now. And that in those 20, there really aren't any that are fully qualified to meet the requirements. So Ugh. anecdotally, I see that happening too, but I'm hearing it all over the place that we just can't find anyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the big uh, challenges. And there are lots of other challenges too. So once a uh, company finds somebody and they offer them the position and, and it's been accepted, we're still finding that those candidates are ghosting as well. Um, yeah, so even candidates who've accepted your job before they start, and just simply going dark. Um, and it's interesting, Amanda, uh, I've wondered why that's happening more often now than it used to. And I've heard people saying, well, it's just because quote unquote, this generation doesn't have the ethical fortitude that maybe we had in the past, but I wanted to see some actual data on that. And yeah, what the data <laughs> shows, right. And it's really not that according to the data. It is that um, we're, we're culturally um, uncomfortable giving quote unquote bad news. Mm. And that uh, we also feel a little bit embarrassed by um, having accepted one company's offer and then accepting a better one when it yeah. comes along. So um, people are just feeling uncomfortable about um, calling back to say, no, I'm not coming into work because I've accepted another offer. Yeah. Um, but that is happening. <laughs> So some advice that I could give regarding that whole process um, is to uh, work quickly in the selection process. So you need to get your offer out there first if you're competing for these roles. And once you uh, get your offer accepted to avoid them uh, ghosting you, stay in contact. So mm -hmm. have a team of recruiters or a team of um, onboarding folks who are focused on one person and once they accept the job, engage with them a lot. So take them out to lunch, send them a welcome basket, call them up, see how they're doing, see if they need anything or have any questions prior to coming on board. So one thing that we know is the more that you can keep these candidates engaged, the more likely they are to choose your organization, even if they get another offer. Yeah, so sure. just keep that information in front of them, keep them active. Uh, keep them understanding how awesome it is to work for your your organization so while somebody's out with lunch to lunch with them emphasize how great it is to work for your company if you're sending them a welcome basket remind them of the other great things uh, there are about your company so <clears throat> that's a little bit of advice about how um, you can handle the the, the market out there when you find someone and uh, can prevent them from ghosting by engaging them and keep keeping them active. What do you think about too, because you mentioned something that I know I've, I've had conversations with other uh, groups about in terms of those qualified candidates and that we're starting to get in this world of maybe not looking at their career path, but what 
skills they built up and it's translating across. I think about so many people that have left the food service industry and are trying to break into these other industries, but they don't have any experience in it. Their experience is 13 years, you know, food service. And I'm, I'm constantly saying, okay, start talking about the skills you learned, the customer service skills you learned, the multitasking skills you learned. And, and is that something that organizations can start doing is stop looking at the job and the industry it was in? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, companies have to really widen their net, <clears throat> not just in that way, but that is a, a key way that you can widen the net is to take a look at um, a pool of candidates you may not have looked at before because their skills may be transferable. Excuse me, I'm gonna take a drink. Yeah, our podcast guy can edit that out. My husband just oh. opened the door and like got the dog and I was doing this like, oh my God, I'm recording. So he'll clip this. Oh, it ended? Now. What? It ended? No, 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 no. I'm saying that I'm gonna send this to our audio guy and he'll clip this whole part out. So it's not oh, even okay, okay. <laughs> transferable skills. <laughs> so yeah. Transferable skills uh, is one way that a company can really widen its view of who constitutes a uh, candidate. But I think because we're going a lot more to virtual work, you can really widen your geographic pool. Mm -hmm. So where you may have just thought about looking in your local area, now you can go national and in some cases, even global, uh, if that works for you, especially if you have customers and clients in other time zones uh, where that may work. Um, better. So you can not only uh, widen your view with looking at um, transferable skills, you can also look at um, different geographic areas, but then also maybe looking at those non-traditional uh, populations. So a couple of those might be veteran, one might be veteran organizations. Mm -hmm. So as we know, um, veterans usually have a, a really great work ethic and uh, have in many cases served our country. And so one great way to recognize uh, that, that group and their skill set is um, to take a look at veterans groups for hiring. Yeah. And you, you can find one in almost any local recruiting market. So just hopping on uh, a, a quick search to find those, those organizations should be pretty easy. But then not just veterans organizations, but also um, maybe organizations that will place individuals with disabilities. And I know this, this um, will sound some, some bells for, for some people because they have maybe a fear that you might have to hire someone who's not qualified. That is not the case at all. Um, for organizations who place individuals with disabilities, they they have to place people who are successful in the jobs or they wouldn't stay in business, right? Right. So, um, so they're placing uh, only qualified applicants into these kinds of jobs. So it's just another place that you can look. Um, there are also uh, lots of other non-traditional places that you could potentially look for. Um, for candidates, but the point being is that you really need to widen your scope. Mm -hmm. uh, you might also think of um, candidates who have almost all of the qualifications but need a little coaching in a specific area. Yeah. Um, you might consider them anyway uh, if they check up all, all of the other boxes and they're a great fit for your organization. And I think we do this naturally anyway, but considering folks who might still need a little bit of coaching is another way to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm 
consistently coaching folks to say, when you're looking at your job profile, so before we're even getting to applicants, starting to determine what do I need them to walk in the door with and what are elements of this profile that I have time and am comfortable developing because I'm going to be interviewing more towards those things I need them to walk in the door with to ensure they have it because I'm okay with developing this um, and I'm committing to that and recognizing that it can open that pool because finding that unicorn that fits every single box you mm -hmm. have is rare and it'll <laughs> you'll be waiting a long time if you're looking for somebody often that meets everything. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So we've covered a lot of challenges and a lot of ways it's changed. Um, and there's a lot of things that organizations can do. But if you were to really land on a number one thing that you feel organizations should be doing to be active players in the job market today, what would that be? So <clears throat> I mentioned it before, but that would be building a culture where employee or employees want to work. And then um, building a brand out there on social media that will attract these employees um, and making it really easy for them to apply yeah. uh, by using the, the social media platform. But I, I do have some other recommendations too. And yeah. uh, some of these might be a repeat from what we talked about a little bit about already, but some of them are new, but building a talent pool of candidates before you even post the job. Mm. So. Um, don't forget about previous employees as a part of that pool. And um, everyone is so transient now with their jobs uh, that it, it makes sense that some may come back to your organization. So consider previous employees in that pool, but build a candidate pool database for yourself so that when you're uh, ready to fill those jobs, you're not behind the eight ball and being reactionary, but um, predict when you may have turnover so that if it takes, and it is taking a lot longer now to fill jobs than it did just a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, if you know that it takes um, two months, three months to fill a certain job, then predict when that turnover is gonna happen and start looking before those jobs even open and build your candidate pool. Um, if you're doing volume recruiting, over hiring, by 10 to 20% might be something that, that helps because it covers that ghosting situation. Mm. We know that a certain percentage of people just aren't gonna show. Um, then you, you would over hire just a little bit and you'd have to tweak that moving forward um, you know, based on what your actual statistics show. And then um, staying ahead of the curve, again, by predicting those hiring needs, utilizing digital tools to reach those passive job seekers. So. Um, the LinkedIn's, the Indeed's, the Zips, they're all, always becoming more user-friendly in the sense that uh, they're coming up with new ways that you can search for candidates. So don't just post your jobs out there, but take an active role in using the search tools that are out there. Uh, also, as we mentioned, move very quickly mm -hmm. in the selection process so that you don't lose candidates and keep them engaged. Um, and again, looking for candidates in those non-traditional places. Um, so don't shy away again from organizations that work with individuals with disabilities and really uh, try to stay creative. Look at where your candidates hang out since we know that many of them are going to be passive and go to them. So those are the, the best pieces of advice that I would have. 
Yeah, excellent. And and we're doing something soon, right, on this very topic. ERA has some sort of event coming. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? Shameless plug. <laughs> right. It's called Recruiting Reimagined. And the details should be coming out soon for that. Great, great. And that's going to be a, a fun event, everyone. And um, it builds even more and more on, on what we were all talking about today. And um, it's definitely a hot topic that I think is going to continue to be a hot topic for time, time to come. So I'm interested. Absolutely. Yeah. Where every, everything that I've seen looks for the trend to continue and even, um, and even get more intense as we move forward in, into the 2030 year. Oh, goodness. Everyone's <laughs> going to log off now and say, no, yeah. <laughs> listening to this podcast that's a terrifying terrifying thought no it's, it's just different it's just going to be completely different with how yep. we fill roles and, and what it looks like but I'm always excited for change in the future so we'll see <laughs> we'll see what it is but thank you so much for uh spending time with me today and chatting with me about this and um if someone did want to reach out to us and talk about recruiting help how might they do that well, there are several different ways. You can go to our website, which is www.erahr.org and um, go to the, to the info and click on it. Click on the info and it'll give you a way to contact uh, ERA. And you can also call um, our HR consulting uh, department and uh, I I am one of the people in that department. You could call me 614-204-0220. Awesome. And we even now have a chat bot on our website that you could even start to type in what you need and ask to be contacted, right? Yes, so, we do. Yep. Brand new so cutting edge, everyone. It's <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much again, Lori, and thanks everyone for tuning in and We'll see you again soon with another hot topic on this uh, fantastic new ERA podcast. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Want to know how ERA can help you? Visit our website at www.erahr.org. Thank you for tuning in to the Inside the HR Office podcast. See you next time.